Welcome back, boys and girls, for another special edition of the Michael Deacon Program. Joining me tonight is a very special guest. Jim Fetzer is a former Marine Corps officer. He has published widely on the theoretical foundations of scientific knowledge, computer science, artificial intelligence, cognitive science, and evolution and mentality. He has conducted extensive research into the assassination of JFK, the events of 9-11, and so much more. You can go on and on. However, Jim is patiently waiting, and joining me now is Mr. Jim Fetzer. How are you, Jim? Well, I've just uh, suffered a severe blow, my friend, because uh, there's been a taking of my blog, and if you go there, you'll now find that it's uh, directing to the circuit court here in Dane County, uh, and motions I have that ought to have precluded this, but with the judge in his wisdom decided to extend the maximum time to give the opportunity to the forces of evil to take control of my blog, even though I had a motion to stay that explained why it was improper, unjust, and in my opinion, not even legal. But they've done it nonetheless. Now, that blog has maybe... I don't know, 1,800 individual blogs, and there's a massive evidence about Sandy Hook. And, Michael, it occurred to me, the reason they were moving so aggressively when it was otherwise completely improper and inappropriate is because the Alex Jones trial is taking place now. And because there's so much interest in Sandy Hook, many might want to go to the blog that has the most resources about what happened at Sandy Hook and they had to preclude it. So that's why this has taken place. Of that, I have no doubt. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the wrong time to be doing anything right now, especially with Alex in court. All the mainstream is on him right now. That's the main focus. And, of course, it doesn't help that uh, you also have the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting thing going on right now with the Cruise, well, Nicholas yeah, Cruz. it's interesting. I have an overload because I did a whole lot of research uh, in uh, in Florida because it was a holiday, Valentine's Day. They actually let the kids go early at one o'clock. They had thirty five hundred students there, so that the only who remained were a couple of dozen who were student crisis actors and played the role most prominently, David Hogg. But the shooting was uh, totally uh, fabricated. They, they did have a guy in a full SWAT outfit with a helmet, you couldn't see his face, firing a weapon that was in fact what's known as a SIM gun, so that a teacher who observed it couldn't recognize what it was. It fires SIM munition, which is fake bullets made out of beeswax and laundry detergent that won't even make a welt in the skin, but they won't penetrate, so that uh, there was a fake shooting going on. But nobody died. They even forgot to put up the obituaries, Michael. I mean, I've gone through this in great detail. And it was all to be a pretext for the march for our lives in Washington, D.C., which would occur just a few weeks later, in spite of the fact that in order to close roadways in Washington, D.C., there's a standard protocol, and you have to submit a permit application 180 days, six months in advance. So they're actually going through the process to set up for the March of Our Lives back in October. We've got confirmation from the Washington Metropolitan Police Office who processed about the permit having been obtained months ago and how all the work they're doing on it in the process. And I've made multiple reports about it. The whole thing was fraudulent. Nobody died there. 
I believe uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz was uh, panic-stricken because there had been the expose of her using her technical spy on other members of Congress under the authority of her office. And she was worried that because of the Imanawan scandal that they would lose as many as 11 Democrat seats in Florida alone. So they needed to change the topic. And, of course, one of the favorites when it comes to the Democrat Party is gun control, oh, yeah. stage shootings, and the like. So they gave us one more. Another one. And um, have you seen the footage of uh, Nicholas Cruz at all in the courtroom? Uh, yes, I have, actually. Uh, what, do you, Cruz, what do you make of that guy? Well, he, 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 he's compliant. I mean, he's, he, he's assumed a role. I don't think that was originally the case. I believe there's been some kind of uh, maybe, maybe psychotronic whatever. Uh, but it seems to me, you know, he was actually walking off campus with another student while shots were still being fired. She was just a lovely girl, gave a wonderful interview. If you go to my uh, How to Spot a False Flag Part 1, How to Spot a False Flag Part 2, which are not uh, going to be on the blog inaccessible because of my blog. Uh, they might be mirrored somewhere taken. else. Yeah, you can you, probably find you it can, somewhere. You, you can watch uh, segments, you know, about Parkland as well as a host of other false flags, and you're not going to have any doubt about what's going on here. Uh, the Democrats are hoping that between these various fake shootings, and there have been a spate of them of late. You know, we had uh, Buffalo, which was quite a joke. Right. We've had Uvalde, which was ridiculous. We've had Highland Park in right Illinois. here in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. these, these were all manufactured events. Uh, Michael, I've done, you know, repeated reporting on all three of them. And uh, the, the, the Uvalde was based on Sandy Hook. Here you had the shooter shooting his grandmother instead of his mother and shooting 19th, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th graders instead of 21st graders. It's all quite a farce. Uh, the Buffalo was actually based on New Zealand. You got the perp driving around in a car. He's got a weapon that's all painted up, just as in New Zealand. It's, it's firing blanks. There's no ejection of cartridges even there, just as there was no ejection of cartridges in New Zealand. Actually, therefore, it's a design of a weapon that makes a sound of firing, but it's not actually firing. You have him, you know, targeting, and you hear the sound pointing toward victims, but they don't have the impact of any bullets. They fall in the wrong direction. They're already on the ground before they're even fired upon inside. He points from just a foot or two away at a, a head of a party on the ground, and you get a blast of air. There's no shattering of the cranium. There you had a, the absurd statement of a witness, a big black guy who claimed that he'd had a conversation with this guy who was supposed to be a white supremacist the day before. And they talked for an hour, he said, about critical race theory, even bought him a Gatorade. <laughs> and as my dear friend Scorpio observed when we were yeah. discussing the case, what self-respecting white supremacist would talk to a black guy for an hour about critical race theory? It was absurd. And the same guy, just a complete phony, said that the timing of the shot, between, after the first shot, the second shot occurred 1.7 seconds later. What do you think? He had a stopwatch, Michael? He was timing. <laughs> he had a shot. timer. How would he have known? <laughs> How would he have known to start the stopwatch when the first shot? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's like this report at Sandy Hook. 
claiming in his official narrative it took, what, 267 seconds? How the hell would they know it took 267 seconds? I mean, it's just, we get so much bullshit. It's oh, yeah. unbelievable. It's as crazy as this uh, parking ticket I got not so long ago. You know, they yeah. listed a time that I was there, and they're saying I was there for over 42 hours or 70-something hours, and it's like, how do they know? Do they have a timer there? I didn't see one. All ridiculous, Jim. And, of course, Jim, um, going back to the Uvalde situation really quickly here, do you think that was a legit shooting at all? No, no, no. It's totally fake. Totally fake. Uh, let me give you a couple illustrations. You had, uh, they like to pick up who they think is a telegenic child and make her the centerpiece. And here they have one uh, last name, something like Garcia. And they made her out to be the poster child. Well, we had two different crisis actors by the, with the same last name, both of whom claimed they were her father. I mean, not stepfather, where you'd have a different name, father. They even used the same photograph of her with her honor roll. I mean, it was just total bullshit, just ridiculous. And yet, uh, Salvador you know, they tried to pawn this off. They had Matthew McConaughey, who supposedly is from Uvalde, come <laughs> down there. Oh my! And would you would you believe? Listen to this. They they had one set of parents who claimed their their child was so disfigured it was a girl that they could only identify her by her green Converse sneakers. And they show a pair of green Converse sneakers that have just come out of the box. I mean, the laces are just the way they're out of the box. They've never been on anyone's foot. And when Matthew McConaughey comes down, his wife accompanies him. And guess what? She's wearing green Converse sneakers. I mean, Michael, it's it just insulting, insulting beyond belief. It really is. And by the way, the name of the perpetrator is Salvador Ramos, actually. Yeah. That's what they're... um claiming well i mean look here's here's another absurdity uh well the the officer is supposed to have run the uh the drill they had at the high school there shortly before it's is supposed to have lost his wife she was a teacher who was supposed to have been killed well they use the same crisis actor they had at sandy hook it was a a reprise by Vicky Soto, who's supposed to have died at Sandy Hook, they brought her down to Uvalde and her reprise her role. We've even got footage, Michael, of in the background. You see, and I'm 100% convinced it is, Wayne Carver. He's supposed to be deceased. Well, he just made a mysterious resurrection at Uvalde. We have in the background. It was a miracle. Same height, weight, build, shirt, and glasses. Same demeanor, same profile, same beard. It's the same guy. And, Jim, what do you make of the surveillance footage of the cops sort of just standing around? All part of the drill, you would say. Well, it's interesting how they, they have really sought to distract from the pathetic quality of the drill with this whole police thing. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm intrigued. They're making out the cops were cowardly. Obviously, they were cowardly, but they also didn't appear to be seriously concerned about anything. I mean, there's they no didn't. tension. There's no emergency. There's no sense of urgency. Would you believe in Uvalde? They even brought out purses. Really? I, I, I've done this. How to oh spot my. a false, you know, a false flag yes, checklist, sir. Michael. Mm -hmm. 
And the very first points I make, uh, giving a, a dozen evidential indicators that you're dealing with a false flag, no surge of EMTs, no string of ambulances, no medevac helicopter told at, at Sandy Hook, at uh, Parkland, uh, uh, Las Vegas, uh, it, these other shootings, uh, Buffalo, Uvalde, Highland Park. You don't have any surge of EMTs and you have no string of ambulances for the reason that real medical authorities aren't going to allow themselves to be distracted to participate in a drill. They might be required for a real bona fide emergency, so they're not going to let someone die from a heart attack because they were participating in a drill. So at Uvalde, self-conscious, they brought in hearses. Well, hearses aren't equipped with any medical equipment. Hearses don't transport persons who are injured or wounded to hospitals. Hearses transport caskets to graveyards. So it's just ridiculous that you had a string of hearses in Uvalde. One more indication this whole thing was happy horseshit. Absolutely. And I figured you would say that, Jim. I kind of had a feeling when you were first hearing about this initially, you immediately knew there were some red flags going on. Oh. It's, it's time, timely. That, it's timely. Just no doubt about it. I mean, it, 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 it's embarrassingly bad, Michael, that they're doing so much of this nonsense. Just embarrassingly bad. But there it is. And Jim, let me throw just a random one for you. Um, we're seeing lots of reports of uh, monkeypox all of a sudden here. And they're saying it's a gay disease. And, well, mostly gay people are getting it, Jim. Um, what exactly are your thoughts? Do you think this is another manufactured sort of virus yet again? Well, pretty much for the most part. I mean, they're playing all these things for all their words. You know, I mean, it's uh, there, there may be a real monkeypox. I have heard the same report that it is a gay thing, uh, which means most of the population isn't going to be vulnerable. Uh, so what to do about that? Uh, well, they, you know. they're trying to lay a, a, a remind us of these variations because I believe they're going to try to finesse the midterm elections by imposing a lockdown based upon Marburg. Now, Marburg has horrific symptoms such as bleeding from every orifice. Now, apparently everyone who has been injected with a vax has these little tiny capsule-like, you know, miniature in their bloodstream already that can be activated by blasts of electromagnetic impulse, uh, three blasts at a certain frequency, and they'll start bleeding from every orifice. So they've got it set up, I think, to fake a disease that would be very alarming. They'll impose a lockdown, and then they'll require all voting be done by mail where the Democrats can steal the election once more. Which is crazy that they do they do want to um, have a monkeypox lockdown, which is um, pretty crazy if you think about it. Um, you see all these reports about this going on right now. Very, very a, a, strange. A monkeypox lockdown. Yeah, that's what I read. I thought, what? Good Lord. Yeah. Well. It all sounds crazy to me. Well, it all is ridiculous, Michael. I mean, it, 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 there's no need. But, but they want to keep in their arsenal 
the idea of having these lockdowns being ongoing so that they can, you know, when it's reimposed again and again, we've already had the fake Biden talk about there's going to be another pandemic. So he's telling us this is going to happen. Yeah, he's planting seeds, and, all right. Uh, and now the who. Once more. I said he's planting the seeds, and of course, uh, the who recommended uh, gay and bisexual men limit sexual partners to reduce the uh, spread of monkeypox. So I think, Jim, me and you are safe. I don't think we're going to, you know, be having any gay sex anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Well, Michael, I mean, it's just ridiculous, all the shh. All the shit going that's on. going on. I, no, I agree very, with you. Very, 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 very bad. It I is mean. It is very bad. But I mean, this this sort of solidifies my whole train of thought of the fact that Project Mockingbird is still alive. You know, they still control the media quite well. Yes. Yes. Well, I certainly agree with that. That's never yes. gone away. And, oh, my goodness, Jim. You know... I just want to say I'm sorry that you're going through all this um, turmoil with the court case. I know they're trying to drain you financially. They're trying to suffocate you there, Jim. I think it's a. I think it's wrong yeah, what they're that, doing. That, that's an aspect of it, Michael. Without any doubt, that is an aspect of it. I I agree that. Uh... Yeah, they're trying to, and they already removed your blog, basically. Yeah, they have. I mean, it's it's gone. Uh, now I'm. In the process of reconstituting uh, a new blog at, at James H. Fetzer dot org. Nice. At James H. Fetzer dot uh, uh, org. So, you know, hopefully I'll be back in action. Yeah. I'm sure that it really took a, took a hit on you there, on your momentum. And uh, I hope you've saved some of those. Uh, fi- well, I hope you did save all your files so you could just sort of, you know, copy and paste those yeah. back up there yeah i i i i think uh i think it's gonna work out in the end but uh you know it is a colossal pain in the ass to go through i i i Oof. couldn't agree more just yikes and, and and grossly grossly unfair i mean you know i think it that, is but that, that's the whole idea they're not gonna play fair i mean this is that's not the idea. The idea is to win. Right. And in this case, winning would entail taking everyone's gun. I mean, that's what they really want objectively. I don't think they've got a prayer of actually doing that because, uh, you know, once they began pushing the idea of defunding the police, Michael, uh, everyone recognized that you're not going to have you can't count on uh, the police to come to your aid. So if, if you can't support yourself, uh, if you can't defend yourself, you're going to be at the mercy of the mob, as it were. And uh, that's how it's going to play out. It's gonna. That's how it's going to play out. And, uh, Jim, you know, I, I don't ask you too many personal questions here, but... You know, how is the wife holding up? Is she is she angry at you still? Oh, no. We we have our most uh, strong arguments about uh, politics, about Donald Trump. Uh, 
she's accepted, you know, my engagement in all of these issues about uh, the false flags and all that. It, 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 she, she, the whole family, was really with me all through JFK and well into okay. uh, 9-11. But Sandy Hook was, I think, too much. It's a different story. To handle. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised in various ways, but... Uh, well, you know, they all watch TV and they see the, the parents, you know, they see them emotionally, um, they see them emotionally distraught. And I think that probably paints the bigger picture for them. Anyone who's yeah. a parent, they see that and they freak out and then they think about their own children and it's all a psychological thing. Yes. But, uh, I think that's right. And it's, it's, it's tough. Yes, sir. If if you don't if you're not willing to look at the evidence, and you know, I, I, my most, wife most has not don't. been enthusiastic about looking at the evidence. So most people, yeah, most most people don't want to do any heavy lifting. They don't want to go through anything. You know, that's just that's just how most people are these days. You know, they don't want to do any of the heavy lifting, Jim. Yes, yes, the heavy lifting, right? Yeah, and our country sort of well the. Mainstream media, that's what they want, Jim. They sort of, you know, give you a little bit of a story, and then after it's done, it's on to the next one. So you forget. Yes. That's how it works, and yes. you know that, Jim. Yes. And I got to ask you this. You know, the past several years, we've watched violent crime skyrocket. There's been nonstop, quote-unquote, mass shootings, and I don't mean just in Chicago. You know, all around the world and the United States, people have been being uh, wiped out. You know, it's really the wild, wild west out here everywhere and anywhere and politicians are still sort of clamoring for gun control and i highly oppose gun control i love guns uh, i'm curious to know your take on this um but i think i kind of already know but do you think gun violence is a sort of quote-unquote a public health emergency no 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 and in fact it's all grossly miscast because I mean, uh, American history is pervaded with guns. The, the the objective of the Second Amendment, although there are some who claim the Founding Fathers didn't have military-style yeah. weapons in mind, that's exactly the opposite. They had military weapons in mind, not just military-style, but military weapons. I mean, we just fought a war against the British, and it was because we had citizen soldiers who were capable of taking up arms that we prevailed. So they wanted there to be a vast reserve of citizen uh, armed soldiers, potentially, to come to the aid of the nation with actual military weapons. So this is all grossly misunderstood. Not only that, but... Uh, most crimes in America are committed with handguns. Actually, more people are murdered by hand, by being strangled or beaten to death, than are shot. But the vast majority of those who are shot are shot with handguns. Most of these shootings are going on in gang wars in Democrat states where they have stringent gun controls because the criminals aren't going to give up their guns. They're only taking them away from law-abiding citizens who aren't going to use them improperly anyway because they abide with the law. And in addition, then, so, uh, uh, Americans use guns to defend themselves millions of times every year, Michael. This is the most single most important underreported fact about guns that you need to know. And to save an estimated 200,000 American lives every single year. 
So we had Claire McCaskill, who's another of the Democrat zealots, go on MSNBC and talk about how 70,000 lives were being lost to gun violence every year. Now, she didn't sort it out about how many of these were gangs. And it's it's mostly blacks killing other blacks, by the way. I mean, that's the overwhelming majority, 90% or higher of the gun deaths in the United States are blacks killing other blacks. Uh, Nor did she sort out suicides. And in our increasingly stressful society, there's been a a growth in the number of suicides that have taken place. And uh, uh, then you have police and their performance of their duty and citizens in self-defense. Well, she talked about that 70,000 figure and she really uh, was doing it in in the classic propagandistic way of special pleading, meaning you suppress all the evidence that contradicts your predetermined conclusion, which is that guns gotta go. Because if you add in the 200,000 lives that are being saved, I mean, that's uh, three times as many lives are being saved every year by Americans having guns as are being lost, even under Claire McCaskill's very biased rendering of the numbers. So you, you, if you take guns away from Americans, then the number will, inc- not only will that 200,000 lives be lost, but many more. Because just as you have surging shoplifting going on in California because they're no longer enforcing the law, oh, yeah. when they when they take guns away from law-abiding citizens, we're all just going to become prime targets and we'll be helpless to defend ourselves. So it's pretty pathetic, Michael, when you come down to it, that the Democrats are so hell-bent on taking guns, but they've also been hell-bent on defunding the police. And they this means they're really undermining the right of the American people to defend themselves from crime and mayhem and murder. That's right. And for which I, I damn them. I mean, the oh, Democrats yeah. have gone stark raving mad. They're kind of out of their minds right now, to be honest. And, you know, I'm not someone who chooses political sides because, you know, I can't really agree with either side. I can't really agree fully with either side, I, sh- I should say. You know, I have my own sort of set of beliefs and my sort of beliefs don't always align with the left or the right. I I would be considered a radical of sorts. And uh, by the way, just to backtrack just for a second here, when you were talking about, um, you know, the crime and all this sort of thing and people shoplifting, you know, I actually witnessed someone go into a Rite Aid and, you know, steal a 30-pack and run out. And the security guard, you would think, would try to stop this guy. Um, He didn't do jack shit, um, Jim. He just just stood there. And um, this... Um, this uh, this heavier set woman that was working at the uh, cash register, she actually ran and tried to chase him down, um, but you know he was a bit faster, as you can imagine. Yes. But yeah, this this sort of thing is going on. By the way, if people don't really believe that sort of deal, um, yeah, people are shoplifting and not really giving a damn and not being stopped. Yes. It's a crazy time. Oh, it is, Michael. It's uh, completely ridiculous. Uh, I just find it shocking that you should have a party in power that is so reckless and irresponsible about the most basic issues of safety and well-being of the American people. It's like uh, having a woke military. There are major problems now that... uh, uh, the 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 military is 
uh, losing, they can't make their recruitment uh, uh, standards, you know, they're, they're losing oh, uh, on all fronts. Who wants to go into a transgender military, be exposed to critical race or, you know, this other happy horseshit, and, uh, you know, not have uh, the... It, it, military organizations are, are heavy on testosterone. I mean, look, you're talking about training men to combat an enemy where they're trying to kill you, and if you don't have the wherewithal to kill them first, you know, as uh, General Patton said to his troops, the, the idea is not to die for your country, but to make the other guy die for his. Right. You know? That's what it's all about. So, Sure, I agree. It's, it, 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 it's pretty damn interesting uh, what's going on here. Yeah, personally, I don't really care if you are gay, if you are an animal, and if you are whatever you want to call yourself or whatever you are, as long as you get the job done. Um, but the fact that the military and all these branches, they they are, you know, shoving all this down your throat, is it's, 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 mad, it's maddening to me, especially with the whole... A gay agenda that's going on here in America. I mean, again, I don't give a shit about gays or lesbians. I don't. I don't care about any right. of that. You just live your right. life. I don't care. But the fact that they want to sort of uh, drive their agenda down your throat in every single facet of your waking mind, I think it's insane. It's ludicrous that they do this. Yes, it's not right. Yes, of course, agreed. Yeah. Uh, um, the fact of the matter is. Every action this guy has taken since he came into office has been weakening the United States, whether it's destroying our energy independence right off the bat, whether it's allowing unrestrained migration over the borders. It appears in an effort to obliterate borders in order to promote the uh, idea of a North American Union uh, without securing the assent of the governed. Uh, all the supply problems, the forced vax, the mandates, weakening the military, woke everything. It, it's all disgusting, and every aspect of it weakens America, uh, our, our culture, our values, our ability to defend ourselves. And I, I'm sorry to say, it's it's all by design. There, there, there really isn't any doubt whatsoever that it's by design. I guarantee you 100%. And of course, it's uh, by design for sure. And and of course, we were seeing that Joseph Biden had uh, contracted COVID. But don't worry, Jim, yeah. he, he's recovering. Yeah. Don't, don't be alarmed. It's OK. Yeah. But some people yeah. believe that he might uh, be killed off soon and Kamala will replace him, some believe. Well, he's a dubious quantity, obviously. I mean, Kamala Harris, that, that's one of the problems that Democrats created by, for themselves. They have a, a completely silly person uh, who's the vice president who's supposed to accede to the office if something happens to the president. But who in, who in God's name would expect her to be able to carry uh, that responsibility? It's, it's preposterous. It, 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 it's not uh, even remotely feasible. So we got a situation that is uh, really intolerable. It really is. It really is. And not to mention, uh, we do have Hunter Biden out there. And uh, Jim, I got to be honest, you know, I've seen Hunter Biden 
you know, I've seen him so many times, I might even contract the monkeypox. <laughs> I've seen too much of uh, Hunter Biden, more than a normal straight man should be exposed to. You know, all these photos from uh, his laptop and his iPhone all feature him naked and smoking crack and all that sort of, all that sort of thing, uh, Jim. Um, remarkable, yeah. really, how the media isn't really honing in on any of it. You know, they all discredit it right away. Well, it's because the media is completely controlled, Michael. You know, I mean, I think that That's was right. a, a brilliant stroke. And the Rothschilds basically own the American media. I mean, lock, stock, and barrel. They own the Associated Press. They own Reuters. I've, I have collages of a hundred executives from CNN, and every one of them is a dual U.S. Israeli citizen. I have a collage of a hundred executives from NBC, every one of whom is a dual U.S. Israeli citizen. I have a collage of 100 executives from the New York Times, every one of whom is a dual U.S. Israeli citizen. So we're really locked in. I mean, it is stunning stuff. But that's that's the way it is in America today. Uh, and and it's, it's shocking. It really is. And do you think anything will improve by uh, next year, Jim? Or do you think we're going to get pretty much the same thing we're getting now? Well, it depends what happens. Um, there are a number of speculations. Uh, I'm not in a position to confirm, but there are those who like the idea that there might be the prospect of uh, what the Republicans taking control uh, uh, and it, it turns out that if Republicans have control, the, the Speaker of the House, this is very interesting, Michael, does not have to be a member of Congress. So that, in theory, they could make Donald Trump Speaker of the House, they could impeach wow. Biden and Harris, and they could create a situation where Trump would then assume, assume uh, uh, ascend to the presidency mm -hmm in accordance with the Constitution uh, by virtue of being uh, the third in line. And it, it's an intriguing theory. It's an intriguing uh, theory. Um, I do think that Trump can do us a lot of good. Now, I have friends who are very, very strongly critical about Donald Trump because of things he did not do as they would have had him do. Uh, and and I, I got to admit, yes, he, he was played. Uh, there was a lot that has taken place uh, that he would uh, like uh, to, you know, they would like him to have done better. Well, so would I like him to have done better. But, uh, you know, we got to accept the realities of the situation. And the, the fact is that he did as well as he did. He gave us a surging economy. He gave us uh, one in which the lowest wage earners were finding their wages rise at the highest rate. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, he He did a hell of a lot of good. He made us energy independent. He built a wall. He clamped down on uh, 
all of the immigration. He did a fabulous job of that. So, you know, I, 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 he was, I recognized the greatest problem he was going to have is because he didn't have a party. That after he had executed a hostile takeover of the of the Republican Party, uh, that he didn't have a whole host of those who are coming in that could fill in the various positions in the government. Because, you know, each of the parties has what you might call an administration of waiting. They have people that are likely candidates to fill these slots. Trump did not have that. And it was as a consequence, in my view, that that he was played by being surrounded by individuals who were picked by others. And I believe that it was uh, Jared Kushner uh, who had a major role in staffing the Trump administration. And Jared Kushner, I'm personally convinced, is Mossad. I don't know how he was able to marry uh, 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 Ivanka, who's just a beautiful woman. I suspect they may have used pheromones. I mean, Kushner doesn't seem to me to be a really much of a guy, but <laughs> on the other hand, I think once he's in the family, he can do a hell of a lot of good, be damage behind the scene, good for Israel, you know, not good for America. I think Trump, you know, his... One of his great blunders was, of course, taking out uh, General Soleimani, who was a great hero of the Middle East. He was brought on a phony peace mission to Iraq, and then he was taken out at the Iraqi airport. It was an act, a traitorous act. It was a betrayal of international law, Geneva Conventions. I mean, Soleimani was a military genius. He was uh, very important and responsible in uh, defeating Israel when they last undertook a war against Hezbollah. He was a statesman, a political seer, really the most admired man in Iraq. And and frankly, I'm a huge fan of Iraq. Iraq has an unparalleled record in relation to international relations and having not launched a war of aggression against any other state since 1775. Now, they defended themselves when Iraq was encouraged to attack Iran, and the United States gave the green light to Saddam Hussein, Ooh. and both sides lost about a million, a million Iraqis, a million Iranians. But they have not launched a war of aggression themselves since 1775. Well, that's prior to the... To the uh, First, you know, the, the ratification of the Constitution began in 1778. George Washington was elected our first president in 1779. Right. So, so for longer than the United States has existed as a constitutional republic, uh, you know, I think Iran that was... has not attacked any other state. I mean, that that's that is so stunning, Michael. It is. That and... is just. Yeah. That's the biggest mistake and, and, we've made, by the way, getting rid of Saddam. Oh, well, th yes, I agree. In that hindsight, also... I mean, that that was the, the dumbest thing we could have done. I mean, he was the greatest leader of the Muslim free world, in my opinion. And, you know, he even though, you know, he did some bad stuff, he kept them in line, though. That's 
kind of the bottom line here. I I don't understand why. Well, you see, it was just an opportunity. Remember, uh, Donald Rumsfeld ruled out attacking Afghanistan, which was falsely blamed for 9-11. I mean, Osama bin Laden was our man in Afghanistan. He was instrumental in getting Stinger missiles into the hands of the Mujahideen, which they used to shoot down Soviet helicopters and planes. Uh, so the the, the very uh, it, he he had nothing to do with nine eleven. He was actually an officer in the CIA. Colonel Tim Osman, an official of the agency, actually visited him in a hospital in Dubai shortly before his death from his medical maladies in Afghanistan on fifteen December two thousand and uh, two thousand and one, where where there were local obituaries. Uh, Fox News and CNN actually caught up with a story on the 26th of December and published articles about Osama's death. Right. But but Barack Obama found it expedient to resurrect him and have him die again. I mean, just uh, stunning stuff uh, in order to position himself for a triumphal re-election as president of the United States. And, uh, you know, we've been suffering a whole lot of consequences ever since. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was the freight train, Mr. Jim Fetzer. Always a honor and pleasure to talk to him. I can't help but feel bad for him and what he's going through right now. You know, the war. This is a war on freedom of speech. Boys and girls, don't, don't get it twisted. And, of course, I have to announce this really quickly. Mike Hideous, my co-host... Now he has contracted monkeypox. I mean, I'm joking. He actually contracted COVID-19. And he says he has gone through the worst of it already. He's taking some meds. He's feeling a lot better. And he'll be here very soon for all your entertainment. Once again, boys and girls, thank you so much for being here and being part of the program. Those of you in the chat room and, of course, those of you that will listen back on the podcast rendition of this program. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please do so. And of course, if you want bonus material, please go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And that is where gold falls from the sky. Boys and girls, once again, we're here for a good time and not a long time. I wish you well on this journey. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.